Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And today we are bringing you Product Recall, which is a weekly episode where we dig deeper into the history of an iconic product and its <laughs> impact. Kate, you really... <laughs> You really leaned into that. Yeah. (laughs) We do this every Friday here on Forever 35. Oh, boy. What is happening? (laughs) Look, I'm just feeling a little uh, sexy and lusty about my about my product to talk about today. Maybe it's the product. I put it on this morning. So maybe it's the product I'm going to be talking about. Oh, okay. Listen, we also take requests for these episodes. We love to get feedback on what you might want to hear us recall. So if you'd like to reach us to share anything, you can send us a text message or leave us a voicemail at 781-591-0390. And you can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. We've been putting up... Um, links to all of our sources. So you can check those out. There's videos, there's TikToks, there's all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so check those out and follow us on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast. Join the Forever 35 Facebook group. Password there is Serums. And also sign up for our newsletter at, new- at newsletter <laughs> at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can shop all of our like fave recommended prods at shopmy.us slash forever 35. You know, Dory, I just got off the phone with my dad who told me that he has been listening to these product recall episodes. Well, 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 well. And he said that my grandmother, Grammy Elsie, had Noxema and would put it on everything. Interesting. Yeah, it was like a, a catch-all kind of product for their family. This would have been in like the 50s. So I thought that was fascinating. And he was like, you know, it's been around forever. I was like, yeah, you probably learned that in my product recall episode, dad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but today today I'm taking you on a journey, Dory. And we're not talking about Noxema, though we are talking, talking. We are talking about a product that is also tingly. 
Okay. Go on. Today's product recall episode is about Duop's Lip Venom. Ooh. Dory, are you familiar with this limp lip plumper? Oh, I sure am. Okay. I owned it. I used it. So, so let me start with this. Because the first thing I think about when I think about lip venom is something that my mom used to say to me when I was younger. Or, or she, I mean, look, my mom died when I was 27. So I was always younger, but she used to just <laughs> say this to me. And it would always kind of be in like a tongue in cheek manner. But she would say, it hurts to be beautiful. And I begin here because lip venom is a product that honestly does not feel good going on. So, you know, my mom was someone who like, she didn't really chase beauty, but I feel like if you are a person, especially a woman living or growing up in America, it's just a part of who we are, right? We are, mm. we are sucked into our cultural beauty experience. And it's interesting that I kind of thought of her and her saying that to me, like kind of jokingly, because while she didn't really voice a lot of opinions to me about her appearance, one thing that she was self-conscious of was having, quote, thin lips. Interesting. Okay. And as we will learn today, Lip Venom is a product designed to um, uh, unthin your lips. Uh, and, and what was interesting to me in kind of starting this research is learning that over 100 years ago, thin lips and kind of bow lips, as popularized by the silent star Clara Bow, were in. Okay. And I want to just kind of offer this caveat as I talk about trends and, and this conversation about lips. One, it should be noted, if you're coming to this and you've never seen me before, is that I am a white woman. And as we get into this conversation about, quote, desired lips, lip trends, um, what we're going to see over and over again is it's rooted in racism and cultural appropriation. So I just want to offer that up front as a lens for us to kind of cycle everything through, including when we talk about like, what were the lip trends of 100 years ago? The trends were presented on white women, right? That mm -hmm. was the mm -hmm. that was the quote, default. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And even if even in some of these kind of um, pieces and websites that go back and look at quote, lip trends, everything is presented using images of white women. And we'll be talking about this throughout this whole conversation. But first, this is interesting. Okay. It's interesting. It's interesting. And mm -hmm. and and look, like we could we could devote an entire podcast series to lips, lipstick, lip gloss, fillers, augmentation, all these things. But today we are just going to be talking about Duop's lip venom. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so. Tell me what you know about this product, Dory. Like just me saying it, saying lip venom. What is it? What do you think of? What do you know? Do you know anything about who makes it? Do you know where you can get it? What it costs? What is your fami familiarity with lip venom? I mean, it's been a minute. <laughs> so, but what I remember is it was 
like I don't remember buying it at a drugstore. I remember I I seem to remember it being sort of like a quote unquote premium product. Um, it was something that was supposed to temporarily give you like a bee stung look on your lips. Um, I believe that was the pitch. And yeah, I remember it being tingly. I don't recall putting it on and then feeling like I had like fully like plump, like my lips. I don't know. I don't know if they like visibly changed or not, but you know, I was willing to give it a shot. When this product emerged. So I'm just curious, like when you first heard of it back in the day, because this really kind of took hold in the early aughts, did you think there was actual venom in the product? No. Okay. I just want to go on the record and say that I think I did. Okay, fair. So here's the story behind Lip Venom. It was created in 1999. Oh, an auspicious year. A a wild year. Uh, And that was when Lip Venom is a product put out by a company called Duop. So Duop was, was created and started in 1999 by two women, Christina Bartolucci and Laura De Luisa. Christina got her start doing hair and makeup on film and TV sets. So mm, okay. she she was mostly doing makeup. And I found an interview with her in which she told the story of how Lip Venom was created and where it kind of um, was the inception took place. Mm. And in the most late 90s way possible, Lip Venom began on the set of the TV show Felicity. Stop. I will not what? stop. What? I will not stop. Wow. Now, this is a TV show that I have never watched, which I know is uh, will be upsetting to many folks, right? They're, I feel like Felicity stands, they still thrive today. You know who is a Felicity stan? I'm going to guess you're going to say our friend, mutual friend, Danielle. She might be, but she's not who I was thinking of. Okay, hold on. Are you going to say you? No. Your husband, Matt? No. Mm-mm. Oh, it's a Felicity fan. Is it a celebrity or is this a person that we know it's in real life? It's a person that we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sammy Junio? Again, they might be a fan they are not who I'm thinking okay, of. Okay, who are you thinking of? My mother. Shut up. <laughs> what? Yes, my no. mother. <laughs> my mother was obsessed with Felicity. Obsessed. Obsessed. What? Loved Felicity. Now, could it have had something to do with the fact that I graduated college in 1999? And Felicity is a show about a girl who is in college. Do you think she was like projecting her empty nestness onto the show? Well, Felicity? she had two. She still had two younger children at home, but I, I, I don't. I and I don't know if this was like a conscious thing, but I, it didn't seem coincidental to me that she I, like really took to this show in a way that I mean, my mom is also someone who gets like very into TV shows, but she got very into Felicity to the point where when I lived in Fort Greene. In the mid-aughts, 
so did Carrie Russell, the star of Felicity. And one day we saw her walking down the street and she passed us. Like we were walking one direction, she was walking in the other. And when she passes us, my mom turns to me and she goes, Oh my God. And was like freaking out, like, like almost like collapsing with ecstasy. And then she, and Carrie had just had a baby. And my mom was like, You should offer to babysit. And I was like, Mom, I'm not going to do that. I love your mom looking at ways to get into Carrie Russell's yes. life through you. Yes. And then anytime, like anytime my mom came to visit, she would be like, do you think we'll see Carrie Russell? <laughs> this is wild. Your mom was the last person I thought you were going to say. I really, really did not expect that. Listen, expect the unexpected when it comes to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, this. This has taken a turn. Okay. So, well, anyway. Chris, okay. Well, this woman, Christina, was a makeup artist on your wow. mom's favorite show, okay. Felicity. So here's what she said in this interview. She said, we launched Duop in 1999. Our second product came out because if Carrie, meaning Carrie Russell, had a scene where she was kissing anyone, her lips would get full and beautiful. My partner and I, her partner in Duop, tried to figure out how to recreate that flush on your lips that comes from kissing someone. So we created Lip Venom and the product was a hit. We experienced a trajectory that many companies experience where we had a hit product, but we weren't sure how to build the company. Both uh, creators of the company are no longer involved with it. Just right off the bat, they've since gone on to do other projects themselves in kind of the beauty space. But I was fascinated that this was the origin. And yes, that's so interesting. When I first got this product, I think I came to it in 2023, uh, 2003. And I legitimately thought it was made with snake or bee venom and that it irritated your lips with the venom. And that is what made them, quote, Plumpy. And I think what's interesting about this name and just that idea is that there was something about using the product that felt like slightly terrifying and edgy and exhilarating. And I notice when I hear language about this product that it mirrors the language of Noxema, meaning they focus a lot on the tingling sensation and the idea that you can quote, feel it working. And I think this is a really interesting kind of uh, form of language, but also marketing, right? The idea that if if you can physically feel the product doing something on your body, that is how you know that it is quote unquote working. Also, like, let's be real. I mean, the, the fact that you just sort of assumed that there was actual venom in the product is not a coincidence. Like they, they deliberately, I think, kind of played that up or at least didn't make it totally clear that that was not the case. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, as as we'll discuss uh, in a little bit, I can tell you all the ingredients in it. And they could have easily called the name lip ginger, you know, like it, it's it's mm. lip venom is a very deliberate marketing strategy. So here's a, a video clip I found featuring Christina, one of the co-founders of Duop. And she is applying the product onto a model and kind of talking about it. So why don't we uh, both take a beat and watch this? Duop has the distinction of creating the entire lip plumping category with this product, Lip Venom. We created Lip Venom to pull the natural color for it to the lips, giving them instant fullness, the highest shine, and a flush of rosy color. The moment that I put the venom on Leah's lips, she can feel them begin to transform. Instant fullness, the highest shine, and a flush of natural color. So you can hear in that clip, which is kind of just like a tutorial video of just showing the product, the language that she uses, right? This idea that if you, that you can feel it transform. And if you watch the video, which we will link to so you can see it for yourselves, I don't know, Dory, did you notice any transformation? It looked like a pretty gloss. Yeah, it looks like a clear gloss. I didn't yeah. notice any lip plumping or taking shape. I didn't notice uh, like redness coming to the surface. But what is interesting is that was the press that this product was getting is that it would hurt. So like I found one New York Times article from 2004 in which one person described putting on lip venom this way. Quote, with every passing minute, the burning intensified until my eyes were almost watering. So what I want to do now, before we take our first break, is I am going to apply my lip venom, which I purchased for this episode, and we'll take a minute and just see if my lips transform. Does that sound good to you, Dory? Sounds great. Okay, here we go. I'll also describe what I'm feeling. I really like to experiment with these products and product recall. Okay. And I should note, I have no lip filler or anything. I've done nothing. No lip augmentations. This is, these are my natural lips. Okay. And I've coated it in lip venom. It has the taste of a bubble gum, like a minty bubble gum. Kate, stop. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You don't like the smacking? Oh my God. <laughs> and now my lips are starting to tingle. So let's take a break and we'll be back uh, after, after this break with an update on how my lips are doing. Okay. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just 
learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos and like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given mm-hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm-hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add 
photos from his family. My sister has the app, so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts, I think, of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about... Uh, we have two Aura Frames in our house. I have Ooh. one in my office and yeah, and one in our family room. And do my they kids have, love it. Do they have the same pictures on them? No, they have different pictures. <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should get one for my office. I'm looking at a picture of my in- children right now. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Putting that away for later. Store that. Yes. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code Forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've... Devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh, sounds uncomfortable because <laughs> i i didn't have honey love when i was in college no well we are here to say no more being uncomfortable with no honey, no with honey loves bras you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive there's no underwire but through some kind of wonderful magic they managed to not sacrifice lift all while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable you barely know it's there especially the crossover bra I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. All right, we're back. How are your lips? They are tingling. I don't feel like it hurts necessarily, but it's a weird sensation. Okay. I mean, your lips now look it's, nice. But they don't look bigger. It's just a very sticky, no. clear gloss, right? Like that's that's all it is. So wasn't this wasn't this like Kylie Jenner's whole thing when she had at first like clearly gotten lip filler and then told everyone that it was just her Kylie lip kit. Oh, we're going to talk about Kylie. (laughs) We're going to talk about Kylie. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Go on. That's okay. So let me first just kind of tell you what's happening here. So on Duop's website, Lip Venom claims to be quote, iconic and was the very first limp lip plumper on the market, creating the lip plumping category for the beauty industry. I do want to note 
that my lips are still tingling. And here's what is in the product, according to this website. It's a blend of essential oils, which include cinnamon, wintergreen, and ginger that cause the blood to rush to the surface of the lips, flushing and swelling them slightly. The gloss also includes jojoba and avocado oil that moisturize and give the lips intense shine. You end up with a shiny, naturally rosy pout that cannot be achieved by wearing ordinary lip gloss. Okay. So the language there is insinuating that if I had just put a regular shiny gloss on my lips, I would not be having the same effect. I would personally beg to differ, but this is what you're being sold. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. lip venom was a smash. So by 2004, five years after they first started Duop, it was a top-selling product at Sephora. And according to the New York Times, it was raking in about $4 million in revenue, which is, which is a good amount of money. It's see, I mean, I have no, I feel like I have no con, like I have no real perspective, but it seems like a lot. <laughs> so this, this product kind of took hold during this time. And, and this was happening at a time when lip injections and lip filler was becoming more common, but it hadn't quite reached the peak of what we've seen in the last five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. So you'll see kind of the parallel and it also kind of mirrors the obsession in, and when we say like beauty, I'm talking about really white beauty culture, right? With quote, bigger lips. So before we get into that a little bit deeper, I want to share with you, Dory, a news clip from a Texarkana, Texas, local newscast called Test It Tuesday, in which a news anchor named Rich tests out lip venom. Okay. We're out for full lips and it's Test It Tuesday with one of the hottest products at the makeup counter, Lip Plumper. Troubleshooter Rich Demuro is live here to explain. Rich? Lane and Sean, the makers of Lip Venom prefer their product called a lip enhancer. They experimented with cayenne pepper and crushed mustard seeds, all in effort to irritate and inflate lips. At Etre Jolet, the focus is on the face. They uh, want to be like the celebrities. Customers are coming in for some of the hottest products on the market. They say their lips look good, I want mine to look good. No need for injections. Lip plumpers are like chapstick with a kick. The tingling sensation, uh, they feel like it's working, you know, right off the bat for them. Model Jennifer Pritchett was daring enough to try a product called Lip Venom. Lip Venom is a spicy, tingly gloss that uses essential oils to enhance lips' natural color and shape. The result, shiny, fuller, bee-stung lips. It's applied like gloss and goes to work, causing a rush of blood to the lips. It does feel like I've eaten a really hot pepper and I can't get it off my lips. (laughs) Our tester reported an intense tingling sensation and shiny, redder, fuller lips. I don't know if it's just my imagination, but they do feel a little bit thicker. Kind of when I talk, they they don't quite feel the same as they usually do. The $15 product is cheaper than surgery. It did plump up her lips. And smells great, too. I don't know if I would use it every single day, um, but maybe some special occasion when you're wanting to look especially sensual. 
The effects of lip venom last for about 20 minutes. The company says they were the first to invent the concept. Now there are about 30 copycat products. Well, just be prepared to share. Live in Studio 6, I'm troubleshooter Rich DeMuro, KTAL News Channel 6. All right. Thank you, Rich. You trying it? No. I don't know. I don't like the idea of my lips feeling like I've rubbed jalapenos yeah. on them. <laughs> Sounds like it I might agree. hurt. So I'll stick with the, the liner, I guess. Yeah. I Thank you, Rich. <laughs> Troubleshooter Rich. Rich DeMuro doing the Lord's work. Now, what I think is fascinating is like the fact that this person, and I am currently, again, still wearing this lip venom. My lips are still tingling. But the fact that she thought she felt her lips feel larger. Like, did you catch her say that? Yeah. I mean, that makes no sense. <laughs> also, what's what's funny to me, too, is um, how they say it's supposed to last 20 minutes. That's like nothing. <laughs> I know. You, you would be like reapplying and reapplying over and over and over again, right? Like, that's yeah. crazy. So what you can gather though from like this this clip was from 2005 the market is already oversaturated with lip plumpers at this point and and you can now find lip plumpers everywhere. I mean I don't even need to list the brands. Like I just a quick Google and there were some at Target, you can obviously get them at Sephora and Ulta and anywhere you're going to get makeup products, you're going to find lip plumpers. And these two uh, founders of the company eventually both left. Christina went on to run NYX, which I thought was fascinating. And oh, then, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then she launched something called Peak, P-E-E-K Beauty. And De Luisa launched something called a LaRocca Skincare. I believe her last name changed to LaRocca. And I, it didn't seem like either of these lines, Peak Beauty or LaRocca Skincare, were especially well-known or active. I, I could be wrong. I had never heard of either of them before. I'd never really seen them featured. Um, mm. And I, I believe that from what I've read kind of about the way the company was handled, I think neither of them, you know, they weren't experienced in having a product blow up. And so mm-hmm. it, the company didn't quite live up to what its possible potential could have been. And what's fascinating to me about Duop is that you can't get it at Sephora or Ulta. I tried. I had to order this off of Amazon. So it's not even still a part of the conversation necessarily when it comes to lip plumpers, at least if you're considering where folks are shopping for stuff like this. You can get it off their website. It is $16.99 for the traditional lip venom. That is the one that I currently have on my lips. But it seems to kind of have faded into the background of the lip plumper conversation. And as lip venom was blowing up, lip injections were also like wildly on the rise. Let's take a break and then we're going to come back and talk about how lip venom kind of also paralleled the rise of lip injections. All right, we'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, so Dory, according to this article I found on a website called DazedDigital.com, I learned something very something I'd never known about lip injections, which is that they have been around since the 1900s. Wow, okay. And they were first started as a way to do facial reconstruction for people who had oral lesions from tuberculosis. Whoa. So... They, these doctors were experimenting with injecting fat as a way to do reconstruction on people's faces and it didn't really work. And, and then they kind of shifted to this being just a purely cosmetic procedure, but they were inject and they were injecting fat. And so as the procedure became more cosmetically focused by like the 1960s and 70s, it was a more well-known procedure. It was expensive at the time, and doctors were using silicone. Whoa. And this is when we first kind of started seeing lip injections. But by the 90s is when it really started to gain traction. And that was when they were started using collagen, which I think changed the game. Now it is hyaluronic acid. So now like when we talk about Kylie Jenner, who though denied it first at first got lip fillers at the age of 16 that's when she first got them whoa yeah so in there was an article for the cut written by an author a writer named Jess McHugh who found that the American Society of Plastic Surgeons found an increase of 60% in lip augmentations between 2000 and 2017 wow and Kylie, who created Kylie Cosmetics with and really launched with those lip kits, which was a lipstick and a lip liner. And remember, at the time, these would sell out. I mean, you could not get your hands on them. They sold $630 million worth of makeup in less than three years. And McHugh also writes that, like, the influx of just social media posting about lip injections. Like there are 29.7 million posts on Instagram tagged lips. 356,000 of them are labeled quote lip injections. Wow. Now, as we're talking about this, 
as I mentioned up top, we are talking about the idea of trends through a white lens. Because have as many, many, many Black women have noted in a variety of pieces, big lips or fuller lips being a trend is only a trend for people who can opt in and out of having them. Mm-hmm. And Kylie has been called in for years, as have other folks who have embraced lip, lip injections, and I should say white or white presenting folks, of cultural appropriation. So there's a really great piece that I read in Glamour. Um, It's written by Taryn Payne, and it's called Having Big Lips Was a Choice for Kylie Jenner, But Not for Me. And in it, she writes, white women like Angelina Jolie, Kim Kardashian, and of course, Kylie Jenner are celebrated for features black women are chastised for. Mm. And she gives she gives a ton of examples of this, one being an incident in Fashion Week in 2016, which was like, right when Kylie's lips were blowing up, there was a photo of this Ugandan model named Amito Lagoom, who's featured on Mac's Instagram. And people like the comment section was just flooded with like horrible, nasty, racist comments about the size of her lips. Right. So the things that these white women are celebrated for are, as Taryn says, things that black women are chastised for. Mm-hmm. So, I read a lot of a lot of pieces um, specifically written by black women about their relationship to their lips and how it kind of correlates with the ways in which larger lips gets co-opted as a trend by white folks and who can then decide, I'm done with this, which is kind of what is happening. There's been a conversation online about how, quote, bow lips are back for 2023 and cherub lips are currently big on TikTok. So I don't know. This has kind of left me considering a few things. One, the correlation between beauty and physical pain, mm. right? And how that was a selling point and is a selling point for products. And two, I have kind of been reflecting on the ways in which I have and the ways in which I still do participate in cultural appropriation via my beauty purchases, my beauty practices. So that is what I have kind of been left reflecting on. You know, now in 2023, I am able to be like, oh God, I was using lip venom like to get fuller lips. Like I can, I was participating in this like total appropriation but at the time yeah at the time did not dawn on me dory Mm. did not dawn on me okay i mean look no better do better you know what i mean yeah and so i wanted to share another just quote um from a piece uh from an author named escher walcott from refinery 29 it's a piece titled how i finally learned to love my bigger lips as a black woman And she discusses kind of how she said during the uh, 2000s, a look that once left me unconfident as a child rose to popularity in particular among white women. And she writes, it wasn't Kerry Washington or Brandy who are publicly admired for their naturally full lips when I was a teen, but Angelina Jolie and Julia Roberts. Fast forward to 2021, and it's fair to say that lip fillers have infiltrated mainstream society with big lips evolving into an admirable feature. But Black women who tend to have them naturally are not considered inspiration. And this was another just interesting thing 
that caught my eye as I looked at pieces about quote unquote lip trends over the last century. Anytime I came across some sort of article or visual representation, it was always on on white women's faces. So that is where I'm kind of letting my my thoughts, you know, like I think lip venom it's not a product I'm going to ever reach for. Although I will say like I do like the glossiness of it. Like the glossiness is kind of nice. It's been hasn't been 20 minutes, but my lips are still shiny. The tingling is still there yeah. a little bit. It's wearing down. It's not a product I'm ever going to reach for. I don't I've never really been drawn to lip plumpers either beyond the time when I used this in like the 2003s and 4s. Mm. But I am kind of using just my learning about this product as a means to remind myself to dig deeper into when I am participating in cultural appropriation, which, look, I know is all the time, um, and not realizing it. So that's the history of Lip Venom, Dory, a product that you can still get if you want. still out there. Still out there, but definitely does not have the same cultural resonance as it once did. No, this was like, I can remember sitting in a colleague's office when I was an assistant at a marketing firm. And she was like, have you ever heard of this? Like you can barely get your hands on it. And I was like, holy shit. I don't even think I'd ever spent $15 on a product before. Like that, just the price tag alone made it seem extremely exclusive. And it really felt like a portal into actual physical transformation through a product. That is how I remember thinking mm. about it, that I would use this product and experience, quote, a, like a physical morphing of my mouth. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I so, definitely bought into it also, even though I don't think I really believed that it did anything, but it was like... It was so like of the times. So of the times. So if you have memories of using this product or if you still purchase lip plumpers, I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Kate, for taking us on this walk down memory lane. Thank you, Dory's mom, for watching Felicity. Yeah. Who knew? All right. Bye, everyone.